The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Around a month and a half ago, Rabchaim Zaid, right after October 7th, right after Simchato, after that horrible day, he gets a phone call from a girl that's single, an older girl. She's a Tomash, she's an orphan. And she tells the rabbi, Rabchaim Zaid, she calls him up. She says, Rabbi, I want to help out in the war. I want to do something. I'm not, I'm not a soldier in the army. I'm not in the IDF. I'm here in seminar in Bnei Brak, but I'm a Jew, and every Jew wants to take part of the war to help at said He tells her, what can you do already? Pray, daven Hashem. So she says, no, I want to donate. I have in my savings, in my piggy bank, as they call it, 6,000 shkalim. 6,000 shkalim, that's all I have. And I want to give it towards the war. What do you think I should use it for? So the rabbi told, listen, I heard, this is a month and a half ago, the rabbi told her, I heard that many soldiers want to start putting on tzitzit. person puts on tzitzit, every moment is a mitzvah, and it's a mitzvah, Mina Torah, Mina Torah, can you imagine how cheap it is to wear tzitzit for $20? And how much value you're getting a mitzvah every single second? It says Rechaim Zaid, this girl called him up and she says, I want to donate 6,000 shekel. The rabbi told her, I heard that the idea of soldiers are missing tzitzit. Let's buy them, let's try to sponsor President tzitzit. Okay, she gave him the 6,000 shekelim. He was able to purchase 127 pairs of tzitzit. That was his number he told me, 127 pairs. He has the box of tzitzit. He tells the girl, okay, I have the box at home. Now, come take it. He tells this girl that's an orphan. She tells him, Rabbi, what do you want me to do with the tzitziot? You want me to go give the men, give the soldiers tzitziot? It's not sanuot. First of all, it's not modest. And I'm not going to the south, to Gaza. He tells her, what do you want me to do? Because I'm the rabbi. That means I have to kill myself. I have to go all the way to the south and put myself in danger. This is right after October 7th. She tells him, Atat Sadiq, you're the tzaddik. It's your job. That's what she told him. This girl's a strong girl. Okay. The rabbi was too scared to go. So he has his rabbi, his rabbi in the area. And the rabbi told him, go to the south, mitzvah gedolah, to help the soldiers. It's a big mitzvah of chesed, you're taking part of the war. He calls up his friend, this rabbi, Chaim Zaid, calls up his friend who works in the government. And he tells him, listen, I got to get to the south. Right now, this is when they still didn't catch all the terrorists. This is right after October 7th. It took them a couple of days to make sure there's no terrorists in the area. It took a while. So he called up uh, his friend and he told him, I got to get to the south. But I can't just drive in my car to the south. It's extremely dangerous. His friend told him, don't worry. I'm going to hook you up. Give me a few minutes. A few minutes said he calls him up, Rechaim Zaid. Tells him, Rabbi, I'm going to have a katsin shel tsa'al, which means one of the generals in the army, like a small, smaller position general, a katsin from the army, from the IDF. And he's going to come with a bulletproof army truck of the IDF to Benebrak and pick you up. Okay. Then he set up a date, the day. The IDF, the Katsin, the general, comes. His first name was Shaul of this Katsin, but he doesn't want to advertise his last name. So the general of the IDF comes to Bnei Brak, to the rabbi's house, VIP, picks him up. They drive all the way to the south. As they drive to the south, closer and closer to the, to the Gaza border, the whole, the dome over there, they stop at an intersection that has a massive sign in Hebrew, En Knisa, you cannot go past this, and they had the cement barricades on the road, you can't drive. Why? Because that whole area is Makom Sakana, is a dangerous place. As they're about to leave the car, the rabbi, Rechaim Zaid, with the Katsin, with his journal from the IDF, suddenly they hear sirens. The Katsin told them, Go to Danet, close the door! They stayed in the car. What happened? They were announcing that there's a loose terrorist in that area near their intersection. What happened was they caught five terrorists. Four of them are still held, held by the IDF. One was able to run away. Echad Barach, Echad Aravim Barchu. And he's somewhere in the area, so nobody leave the car. He said he was in the car for an hour and a half. Can you imagine? An hour and a half he was in the car until they got to Ora'a, the, the rule, the, until they announced that you're able to leave the, the car. 
And he said that while he was inside the car, interesting concept, there were many, many loose dogs sniffing the area. He said he saw tons of dogs all over the place. And eventually, I guess that was a sign that there's no terrorists in the area because we know those dogs sniff blood. And if they couldn't find anyone, that means you can assume the terrorist is not there. So after an hour and a half, he left the car. He goes to the bagage, the in Hebrew, to the back of the car. He takes it to Tzitziot, and he gives it to the soldiers by the corner. He has one pair of tzitzit left. There was a soldier a few feet away from him that raised up his hand, and he said, Harav, Harav, meaning he was trying to tell the rabbi, I also want a pair of tzitzit. So the rabbi told me that he threw the tzitzit. He said it was such a horrible throw. It was way off, but he threw the tzitzit. And the tzitzit landed on a massive rock. As the tzitzit that was loose lands on the sela, suddenly from the bottom of the sela pops up the terrorist, the idea of square, mechabed, mechabed, terrorist, terrorist. And he said, esh, esh, fire, fire, boom, boom. And they killed the terrorist on the spot. Do you hear this? As soon as the tzitzit fell on the sela, that terrorist that was running where they were looking for was right there. I guess he felt the tzitzit in his ears or something. I guess it was tickling him. So he got up, boom, and they killed him on the spot. That means that one pair of tzitzit saved who knows how many IDF soldiers. Who knows how many Jews that saved just one pair of tzitzit. Now, this is a tremendous story that he publicized a month and a half ago. And then I had the zikhut, because he speaks in Hebrew, I had the zikhut to, to say over that story on Torah anytime in English. Now, listen to what he tells me this morning. This is unbelievable. I speak to him. He tells me, Yaakov Rahim, you got to hear what happened from your story that you said in English that happened to me. I get a call from somebody from Miami Beach, Florida. He calls me up and he tells me, Rabbi, I heard your story with the tzitzit. In English, I heard the story. And it gave me tremendous chizuk. But more than that, tell that girl that's an orphan, tell her I'm her new father. When she gets married, I'm paying for her wedding. And I'm going to get her a free apartment in Bayit Vagan in Yerushalayim. That's a lot of money. <laughs> I wish I got that. Bayit Vagan in Yerushalayim for free. The rabbi tells her, oh, okay. He tells this guy, Bezat Hashem, as soon as she gets engaged, this girl, the rabbi told me, right now was engaged to Yeshiva Bacha that his parents, unfortunately, were murdered by terrorists many years ago. And they're about to get married. And this guy is sponsoring her wedding and he's flying in there and he's getting here in an apartment. Oh, but that's a tremendous story. This girl, she gave 6,000 shekels. She was Mosel Nefesh. She did her chelek in what she could do. Although it was hard for her, but she did her part with a full heart. That's all she had in her savings. And she's a Yitomah, she's an orphan. But she said, if this, how it can help out in the war, this is the mitzvah that I can do. She did a belief, shalem, she's Musa Nefesh. And those parrot saved, who knows how many IDF soldiers over there by the war because this titi landed on the terrorists. And two, Baruch Hashem, she got engaged in this. She got married from this. As Israelis love to say, my parents always say, Elokim Gadol, Israelis always say that. You know, Kaddish Baruch Hu, the stories that are coming in, it's unbelievable how Hashem exists 24-7 in our lives. Hashem is really here. And we have the zechut, we have the opportunity to serve Him daily. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org.